Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Yeah, there we go. I can record it. It's started. All right, sweet. <laughs> this is the first Zoom recording. Not bad. Uh, so no record time. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So let's. Uh, so Wes, I'm gonna start with a quick intro, and uh, at that, after the intro, we'll just we'll have like a normal conversation. Is that cool with you? Yes, sir. All right, we gotta keep you up. All right. All right. How do you want me to address you? Do you do you want me to address you as the owner of Texas Strength Systems? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever, however you want to do it. It okay, cool. matter to me. All right, here we go. I'm gonna start in three, two, one. The man, the myth, the legend. Wes is in the building. This is Chalk My Back. Let me do that one more time. Wes is in the building. Okay, three, two, one. The man, the myth, the legend. Wes from Texas Strength Systems is in the building. This is Chalk My Back. And then we just go into the, the intro, song, just like yeah. that. <laughs> Wes, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? How y'all doing, good? <laughs> Doing good, brother. Doing good. After much after much ado, uh, we finally we finally uh, we got you we got you on the podcast. Excited to be able to to sit down and have a conversation with you. Um, how are you doing? Explain to the people listening right now your current situation, where you're at, literally. Uh, I'm uh, driving home from uh, Moore, Oklahoma. I said home. Driving back to the TSS from Moore, Oklahoma. Uh, after oh, wow. we run our, our first meet there at uh, Trinity Strength Gym. Uh, with big up to the uh, OU Powerpoint team and uh, after Jake Kyle from Project Strength for uh, a lot of that. He's done a great job with him and helping out with the events up there and whatnot. Awesome. We uh, we know you're an extremely busy man and getting an opportunity to sit down with you in any op in any medium is is uh, it's not a privilege. So appreciate you giving us some time today to to pick your brain a little bit. We have some questions about Texas Strength Systems. Some questions about USAPL and just maybe have some overall questions about who you are as a person. So can't wait to kind of dive into that. But for people who don't know who you are, Wes, I mean, surprisingly, if there is anybody out there who doesn't who doesn't know who you are, um, give us give us kind of a, a brief intro. What's your elevator pitch? Who who are you? Who's Wes? Um, I'm pretty much defined by the business Texas Training Systems. It's pretty much a big part of who I am. It's not all of who I am in that, in that regard, uh, you know, not what a lot of people don't realize, uh, many people know me like that, but they don't know the full scope of like what we do or what I do in, the, in that regard. Some may just know me as, oh, we build equipment. Some may just know, like, oh, you know, you run meets. Some may know, oh, you just coach the UTSA team. Some may know as, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the high school coaches just know me in terms of the high school realm and that, that I'm involved in that. Uh, but there's, I guess, a lot of different hats uh, that I wear in that regard and some you know many know the, the full circle of it but there's many that uh, sort of just are see me from one uh, point of view in terms of uh, one avenue or another meets or fabrication stuff or the gym mm -hmm. or what, what have you yeah I mean there's there's I feel like we could have an entire podcast to just about the different avenues of strength and fitness and business that you're that you're dived into or that you you have exposure to. So being able to kind of pick out pieces to to kind of get some exposure to within this time frame is going to be tough. But I think we're up for the task. Um, a little bit about Texas Texas Strength Systems. I mean, I know I was curious, and we kind of touched on it before we started recording. Uh, could you give us like a brief background into like how Texas Strength Systems started? So, uh, circa 2006, 2007, uh, I sort of got a house while I was in grad school. Me and some of the teammates uh, at UTSA decided we were going to uh, create our own weight room, closing the backboard, start building stuff. Uh, and as we started building equipment and whatnot, we started uh, posting stuff on uh, whatever the social media platform was that time. I think it was pretty Facebook. I don't know what it was, but... Uh, we had some inquiries as to where we got our stuff and, well, you know, and, and whatnot. And so we decided, and so we, you know, we built it, you know, we let them know. It was me and my former business partner, Mike, uh, 
and then I was fortunate enough to be training at a being a trainer at Blockley Sports Performance uh, during that time frame. And one of our clients was a lawyer, so I sort of talked with him and, and stuff. And he said, "Well, you should you know, if you're going to be building stuff like that, you should form a, a corporation or LLC of it, uh, so you sort of separate your stuff from uh, your business assets from your personal assets and what have you." So we went ahead and did that in summer of 2008, uh, just thinking it'd be you know, something that we would do on the side here and there, you know. Uh, at that same time, I, was, I had just graduated from uh, grad school and was around the same month there in June or July, I signed a contract to start teaching Southside High School coaching. So um, definitely wasn't planning on it being a sort of anything big in that regard to something to sort of do on the side and sort of have. And uh, little and behold, uh, I'm not sure if y'all ever heard of a gentleman. Uh, uh, I was talking. But Scott Dobbins, and Scott actually competed in some of his meets back when he was in high school. Of uh, uh, strength systems, he used to go down to high school meets, uh, and, and he basically was going out of business and sort of forwarded everything to us that same year as we got started. So it's sort of in that realm of of the uh, business. Doing the high school stuff that we do and setting up meets on the on the weekends and weekdays and stuff every every uh, every season, and so that sort of pitched oh, us wow. forward into a very much a faster moving than what we had really anticipated on doing. Uh, there was a lot of nights of uh, two hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, no sleep uh, oh, that first uh, that first season. <laughs> um, and uh, but uh, we we made it through, and the first couple were like that. Uh, to be honest, I, I still have nightmares as we approach the season every every year. I have a dream of waking up and like I I need to like get twenty racks ready. And I have a week or something like that, or you know, it just uh, I, I I have those dreams and I have dreams about power for me showing up and nothing's ready. And, and uh, yeah, I don't have a temp card and people are waiting for weigh-ins and all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah, I, I do have dreams like that. So, Damn, but, uh, that's, so, so how, that's sort of how involved it is in my life, I guess if you can say. Um, but, uh, so that's sort of how it all got started anyways, uh, in a nutshell. And then, um, uh, we decided just to start running, uh, I started running high school meets myself right away at the high school. And then I think within that first, I think 2000, 2009, so it was the following fall when I ran my first USA appeal meet that being, uh, at that time, the, uh, Roadrunner Iron Wars, as we called it, it was on campus. And we, um, and then we started, you know, a couple of years later, we started running a little more and more and stuff and fabrications slowly grew. Um, uh, you know, many people think it's a huge operation. Yeah, it, it's it's not. You know, we just uh, we we have a, uh, probably less than ten full time employees, but we just do our best mm -hmm. with what what we do and stuff. And uh, and uh, we try to always be improving things in, in that regard. Um, not really satisfied with the status quo ever. In, in a lot of ways, uh, it's just that so many uh, irons in the fire, so to speak. It just takes time to uh, to sometimes get things done that I want to get done. Uh, with certain things, but uh, so yeah, wow. that's sort of where, where it started all that when and where and how, and then we are sort of here where we are today with uh, with everything. I mean, that's uh, that, that's that's incredible. I, mean, I, I, my, my general question is like, why, <laughs> like, why do you what, like, originally, if I heard you correctly, you mentioned that this kind of started as of an out of, out of a need that you needed a you know, you and your your uh, fellow grad students needed a place to train, so you wanted to create that space. But it's and then you know the you were you worked out that deal for the additional equipment and and you mentioned Scott Dobbins as well that you know then you started dipping your feet into the into the high school meet realm and then your USAPL like it seemed like everything just kind of escalated and and accumulated after that first initial need. So like why what why do you keep pushing yourself so far with the fabrications with the gym with the meats with all of the other uh extra stuff that are behind the scenes like what what motivates you with 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 the building stuff i i just like i've always liked building stuff in general I've always been a sort of a constructive person uh the first thing i actually built was a weight tree in eighth grade i cut up into my dad's meadow after they bought me weights for christmas i made my own weight tree welded it up i still have it actually at our shop it's just it's sort of near my little work table, if you will. Um, but uh, that was the first <laughs> thing I ever built. And then, uh, and I, yeah, I just, you know, we built 
and I have some other projects that I have that I've had sitting for a while and really finished them and took them back apart and haven't done anything with them. You know, in terms of the, in terms of the meat stuff and the involvement in that, um, I've told the story to some I don't know who and when and where. I always have people you know that want to get involved and trying to figure out how to get involved, whether it be a high school kid that doesn't have a high school team or a parent trying to get somebody or or somebody that's just been training for their first meet and they want to you know they 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 don't know where to start and uh, so it, when I got started in actual sport um, we started up in uh, our team uh, in 2005 and uh, that particular year is when the then Southwest Texas state team sort of uh, fell apart so we were planning on going we went to the Longhorn in 2005 sort of watched and stuff and uh, I, I grew up in a high school where we didn't have it every school around us had it and we didn't so I always wanted to do it and took me forever just to I got to UTSA and they when I transferred to UTSA from a junior college they had a program and I got there only to find out that everybody was taking 18 hours and 21 hours and graduating basically so nobody was doing it anymore um so I twiddled mm -hmm. my thumbs uh tw twiddled my thumbs in that regard and um And then, uh, sorry, I had to reroute, reroute myself here. Uh, we want you to be safe, boys. Uh, we want you to get home. Please <laughs> <laughs> uh, be I, careful, I yeah. Spent a couple of semesters just meeting other individuals until we found enough guys to start a team. We started a team. Went to Longhorn in 2005, as I mentioned. And we were our first meet was supposed to be the, uh, the used to be the uh, the Bobcat uh, Open or whatever it was, Bobcat Invitational at, at Southwest Texas State there in San Marcos. And lo and behold, they uh, their team dissolved also, and that meet was not there. So when I started, there was literally about four annual meets a year in Texas. And then that one got knocked off the books. There was basically three that year. And uh, we were like, oh, we don't have a qualifying meet for nationals. So I emailed uh, at the time, uh, state chair was Kim Beckwith. Uh, Kim helped me a lot throughout the years getting going. Um, I'll always be thankful for her help. Uh, she said, well, let me see what we can do. And she put me in contact with Johnny was Graham was hosting uh, military nationals that year in Colleen. And so he allowed us to lift those guest lifters uh, so we could qualify for nationals because there was no other meet literally from November till April when nationals were in uh, Texas. Um, so uh, basically, you know, with a pay it forward kind of mindset that I have and type of person I am, I just always want to make sure if somebody needs an opportunity to sort of get involved in the sport or help get involved in the sport, uh, mm -hmm. running all these leads to me is sort of, you know, I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of work, a lot of, tires and long drives and stuff but it's for me it's sort of giving back in that same regard that sort of got me started uh from the generosity of a few other people so uh hmm. that's sort of what so paying it forward is your way yeah yeah paying it forward is yeah yeah pretty much um i live by pay it forward pay it back type thing uh that's sort of in in in, in many regards but uh in the meat standpoint it's sort of yeah i, I do it you know it, it's it's uh you know Sometimes a lot of hard work. Sometimes it's a smooth trip. I mean, but I, I you know, every every one we run, you know, sort of uh, look at the positives that come out of it and, and enjoy it, and then say, what can we do better next time, type thing. Or and and we, you know, in terms of the people enjoying it too that are involved, not just uh, lifters but spectators. Uh, you know, the the like yesterday, the gym owners there, you know, at Trinity, uh, we always try to see, yeah. you know, you know, make sure that, you know everybody that's sort of involved is coming out of it with a positive uh, um, perspective. Yeah, when you look back at like that first USAPL meet, you said back in was it 07 or 08? The one that we competed in, or the one that we ran? No, the one that you ran. Uh, that was in in nine, yeah. In, in 2009, when you look back at that first meet that you ran in 2009, and then you look back at yesterday, uh, what what are some what are some of the thoughts that come to your mind? Do you just kind of shake your head like, damn, like we did it? We were, <laughs> you like don't know how I did it. So, uh, fun fact about that meet is uh. I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, I signed up our my I put my high school uh, girls in a meet, and then we had a, a lot of our uh, UTSA freshman girls in meet, and uh, we had uh, 13 out of the 15 lifters in uh, uh, the females were my my lifters, so I wrapped every single one of their knees for every single attempt. <laughs> oh uh, so that's all I remember about that meet really is how much my hands hurt and they're bleeding and my forearms are cramping because it was like God. so. No wonder you're so jacked. Times it's because you were wrapping all those knees. 26 with a 78 knees wrapped in a in a in just in a in a session. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Damn. But uh, you that, didn't do that yesterday. I'm assuming. That other than it being, uh, no, uh, that's pretty much all I remember from that meet, other than it being on the campus. Uh, 
in the rec center was uh yeah and was trying to uh ha- handle that madness and i don't know why i did that to how, myself but, uh, how many federations have you competed in i know you mentioned you kind of alluded to the fact that you've obviously been a competitive powerlifter and no, uh, i guess when you look back I'm, yeah Sorry. no i just i'm curious what is your experience with that like um the only other federation i've competed in has been uh has been a wobble uh, one of my former teammates uh he was involved in that uh, previous to joining us with uh, USAPL. So he sort of was like, hey, let's, you know, let's do one of these meets or whatever. So we did, uh, we did a couple of those. He and uh, as a team um, early on uh, for a couple of, pretty, maybe about a, maybe about a year or two years there, we did, uh, did a couple of those meets. And uh, that, uh, the ones in Texas were ran by uh, Tiny Meeker and stuff. And uh, Tiny did a good job of always having have them, have them as a fun meet. And, I, and I've helped out, uh, I've been involved with helping uh, Alex Cabo, who's up in the Ontario in the DFW, running his wobble meets uh, throughout the years and stuff. So I've, I've been at him. Uh, I've been involved mm-hmm. in helping other federations. You know, to me, if uh, as long as people are sort of trying to do it right and stuff, and they they need help, and you know, obviously it's you know we do it from a business perspective too, a lot of a lot of times. But you know, sure. I, I don't mind helping yeah. out as long as it's for the good of the sport in that regard. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you got to save up water too, so it's got, it's got to make yeah. sense financially for you. So, but in terms of competing, uh, just USAPL and uh, a couple of wobble meets, and I think maybe two or three of them, two, I can't remember, something like that. Um, yeah. Two, I believe. When, but, uh, when, is, when was your first meet? And uh, most importantly, uh, when's your next meet? 2006 was the first one at Military National Meets of, of Johnny's. Um, and then my last meet was 2012. Um, I have uh, basically my my left shoulder is sort of frozen. It, uh, the head of the humerus is so calcified. My, my, ex, my internal and external rotation is pretty much shot in that shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the one professional opinion I got on it done uh, in 2019 was that I, if I want to do anything to it, it's a, it's a full replacement. So not planning mm-hmm. on doing no. that anytime soon. Um, but uh, that's my, uh, my limitation. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't put a barbell on my back in that regard. Uh, if I squat, it's with the transformer bar, safety squat bar, or front squat, or something other than trying to get the bar on my across my back because my left arm can't get back to it. I broke it uh, when I was in high school, and then I separated the AC joint when I was in college. So it's had a lot of trauma through different things uh, throughout the years, and it's just uh, X-rays and showed it's just all fuzzy right around the head. It's just got a bunch of calcification, so it just goes into a bind when I try to rotate it. Um, so that's my limit. Maybe maybe Josh can get you straightened out. Yeah, that's that's a serious thing, but I mean, you, you, that takes time to just work through. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it takes a lot of time to work through all that. So I just try not to irritate it. I, I thought for years it was connective tissue or something like that, labrum and stuff, and I finally got it checked out. And it was, you know, it just shows that it's pretty much just, it's, like I said, it's just calcified all around the head. So you can just imagine a, a ball and socket joint that it doesn't have a freedom to move completely like it's supposed to. That's sort of, up on my left shoulder so i don't i don't even straight bar bench because i do after a couple of weeks it starts irritating other things because of the lack of degrees of freedom in that joint so i, I just try to only thing i do the only lift that's competitive lift that i do is, is still is a deadlift on a regular basis other than that yeah. everything's just good dumbbell and squat variations and stuff but just um then uh caleb asked me a while back like about competing and to me competing was always a, a very stressful thing like I'm much more in my realm of oh, yeah. running meets and coaching than I than I am competing. I I would always uh, get too stressed uh, about my own training and how things were feeling, if anything was hurting and stuff. And uh, so I, I I don't I don't mind not competing. It's it's uh, one less stress involved. So, <laughs> but um, so that that's where I'm at with with that aspect. I have, I have no desire to to hop back on the platform at any time in the near future at all. <laughs> if I'm on the platform, it's spotting and loading somebody at a meet, but uh. I'm not going to be, you're not going to catch me in a sing that ducking underneath the bar anytime soon. Sweet. Yeah. So like, um, I guess going off of that, what, what, like if you, if you don't have any plans to like get on the platform anytime soon, what are kind of like your future plans in terms of TSS? Do you have any like plans to expand or do anything that you're not really doing right now with the business? I guess the, we know the that, latest thing that is, chapter in Houston was open. Yeah, that's the most latest thing in the in the business has been the that and that's a so uh, um, we opened that one up as a as a franchise, uh, in much like the uh, I guess you can look at it as how Metroplex is a franchise. That's sort of how it's drawn up. 
Uh, I have my own second location I opened in August. It's a small one. It's it's a totally different uh, being than the one in San Antonio. It's just a it's about a three thousand square foot facility. Uh, it's about a seven miles from our fabrication shop. There's nothing really out that way besides like anytime fitnesses and stuff. So that one's actually a second one that I have. It's not a it's not a franchise. I opened it just to sort of give back to the community there and so there's that's where I'm from. Uh, so that people there have some another option besides the corporate giant of anytime fitness and also so that I have a decent place to train and I'm uh, spending my time down there versus uh, pre-COVID I would drive back and forth to San Antonio about an hour drive uh, two or three times a week and now I just back and forth pretty much just on uh on weekends for events and coaching the team and then back down there uh during the week so that's that's the newest thing is the, is the expansion of the of the gym realm um uh and uh in terms of meets uh i've been um uh, i've been sort of asked if i want to start doing stuff in arkansas and new mexico uh in 2022 so i'm trying to see where that might fit in the schedule of things but uh, nothing else really other than that in terms of just sort of expanding where we're going with the, with the uh, with our events and stuff. So, well, so Wes, you strike me as a guy. You you, you create a lot. You know, you, you you both you physically you know are fabricating equipment, but you also create brands and you create businesses. So when you know when Jordan Glenn and and uh, and Caleb. Sorto, you know, kind of came to you, or Caleb, Caleb Lambert, <laughs> Caleb Sorto, uh, you know, when Jordan and Caleb came to you, or I don't know what the conversation was, but eventually, you know, that conversation around opening up that franchise location of Texas Strength Systems in Houston, how hard was that for you, if at all, to kind of uh, delegate that that workout? Because again, being such a creator, is it is it hard for you to kind of allow others to enter your realm and, and help out with your with your vision for a few, 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 to something that i wanted to do for a couple of years on it and i had people approach me about doing such a when they were really at the right point in time uh in terms of sales that uh, jordan was laughing last week we were in wichita falls he was helping up with the meetup there as a comment, he brought up the fact that it was actually last year at that same meeting. Hey, what? In between sessions, or maybe it was during the session. I can't remember what last uh, that same meet. And uh, hello, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me now? Okay, okay. yeah, you had, I think the signal cut out a little bit. We heard, I heard a little bit about yeah, uh, yeah, Jordan this time last year. One bar there. <laughs> it's all right, we'll make, we'll make it work. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, so what, what I was saying was that uh. What I was saying was that it was basically uh, that same meet which stop all last year that uh, uh, we had first sat down and them opening up a franchise and, and then he, he had actually looked at, you know, okay, obviously he lives in Richardson now, so we talked about, okay, maybe Arlington or something, maybe he's from Houston, so maybe Houston area. And then uh, we looked at it and we uh, were sort of saying, okay, well, um, obviously Springfield is closed down Brad and Cardella and many of the powerlifters in that area trained uh, for many years. Um, they closed down the then uh, it's a mindful uh, customer, I guess if you will, he, he, I consider him a friend as well. Uh, he basically sort of had some falling out out there away from powerlifting, so we just felt like it was another area for the need for a power gym. Um, and uh, so they started looking at stuff. And then we sort of had that North Houston area where our has been that sort of, so everything is sort of in a decent spot with the business as a whole to, uh, to take that step that I've been wanting to take for a few years. And uh, and so we sort of went from, went from there with it with, uh, Planning it and that, like I said, uh, I know 
last November was when we started talking about it. I don't remember when we started actually looking at it more uh, realistically. I mean, we, we sort of, I guess they settled that location back in, yeah, back in the uh, in the spring. So it wasn't too long after that. It just took forever. It's still taking forever, unfortunately, with the uh, contractors there of getting everything finalized and ready. But I think they took that location actually out back in uh, in April because that's when I sanctioned the meet that we had there uh, uh, Halloween weekend way back in April. So I don't really have the location sort of picked out at that point in time. It's just been a little bit of a process with uh, with them dragging along on uh, getting everything ready still. Yeah, unfortunately, but that's sort of a, so for me, it really wasn't something that was all of a sudden like a, uh, coming to me and saying I want to do it. I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't because like I said, it was something that uh, had been in the back of my mind doing as, at, when I had been approached about it previously. Uh, I just didn't feel like it was the right time and, and uh, everything was sort of in place to, to take that step. Yeah. But, so basically, it seems like people who came to you before with this idea of, you know, either opening their own Texas strength systems or franchising or whatever the case was, but it seemed like uh, Jordan and Caleb were the first to kind of come correct. And then, you know, I mean, your your history with Caleb, uh, is, he's, is he, I know he fabricates, is he, I mean, how long has he been working with you? It seemed like they, I don't, sorry to throw so many questions at you, but it seemed like they came the most correct with their business model in order for you to trust that the uh, the Houston location would be a success. Uh, and, and it's not necessarily a business model, um, you know, that we presented. So we sort of worked on all the things together, just that, I guess the history of, like I said, knowing somebody. Uh, Caleb I've known since he was a freshman on our team and he came in in 2015, uh, the fall semester. And then I, he started working with us probably in, like, around 2016 in the spring somewhat, just uh, up around the gym and shipping and what have you. And, uh, and then Jordan I've actually known uh, not in the world, but I've actually known him since he was a senior in high school. Uh, uh, Y'all know Richard uh, Pena. Uh, I, I coached Richard in high school as well, and they were actually competitive against each other at the state boys' high school state meet uh, way back when. So that was my first yeah. encounter with Jordan knowing him, and I sort of got to know more as he was going through college and and, and stuff. And uh, and so, uh, just, yeah, having that uh, that background of actually being familiar with uh, them definitely was a was a uh, a benefit uh, of doing that. Uh, in that regard. Very cool. I mean, I hope TSS Houston has a lot of success. I know that their most recent uh, meet that ran on Halloween seemed to be a big hit. So uh, hopefully, I mean, do you have any do you have any further plans? And you, you kind of related it to Metroflex and how that's been, you know, kind of spread out franchised. Do you foresee that that's kind of a path that you're going to continue to go down? Do you think that we'll ever see a Texas strength systems uh, in another state? Uh, I've actually been asked by a couple of individuals about that already. Uh, and, you know, not, not necessarily like, Hey, I want to do this now, but just inquiring, if you will. Um, yeah. so it's, you know, it's the same sort of thing, you know, it's gotta be sort of, uh, it's gotta be uh, right. Everything's sort of gotta be in line with it. Yeah. You know, and, and sort of who, who the individual is sort of what, what, what a vision they have for it. And, uh, but, uh, you know, eventually, yeah, it's not something I'm going to go out and just try to push and sort of sell, but it's going to be something that sort of is going to be, uh, I guess, available if the, uh, if the opportunity, right opportunity comes along for it, both geographically, uh, you know, financially, uh, need-based for, you know, well, I guess that would be geographically, but yeah, so that's, it's sort of going to be there. We're uh, sort of um, maybe working on our website soon and sort of having that listed as actually something that's going to be on our, on our site underneath with the in our, in our gym tab on the site. So it'll be something hopefully uh, there for people that would like to inquire about it. Uh, it's just like any, any franchise, like it's not something that we're going to be going and uh, really pushing along and trying to, you know, I want to open one here, open one there, open one there. It's sort of the, if, if, if the <laughs> time, and, time and place is right type thing as throughout the years go by. You know, if it's just ends up being one forever and I'm fine with that. If it's ends up being, you know, more, you know, great. You know, that's not something that, you know, I have a certain uh, uh, target for in that regard. How much of a team have you worked with? I, know, I mean, team in the sense of, you know, people who have actively uh, contributed to, I mean, this goal of growing Texas strengths of, of, you know, having all of the different, being being kind of 
plugged into as many different networks as you're in, you know, how much of that was you and how much of that was uh, a team that you kind of grew over the years? Uh, a lot, a lot of it is very, is very, you know, throughout the years, every, there's been so many people that, have, you know, had their hand and helping put the puzzle pieces together, if you will. And, and it still is today. You know, everything we do is not a, uh, 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 it's, it's not all the annual thing we do and, and, uh, Thing we do in terms of our uh, the, the the events we run are, are are you know largely supported by you know uh, college teams whether it be our team in San Antonio and just a handful of guys or, and girls that sort of you know are ready to put in the work or you know or like I said we traveled up to Oklahoma we're trying to grow things up there and we're, there's you know we have support up there so every single thing has been uh, I can't you know I wouldn't be able to even start counting the number of hands that have been involved in. Uh, <laughs> and helping grow things uh, throughout the year. Some people have been involved, you know, very heavily for maybe just a couple months or a year or two. And some people have been around for, for a long time, helping with different avenues of, uh, of things. Uh, one of my guys uh, was actually running high school meets for me then. And he's married to uh, uh, somebody who was my high school athlete uh, that graduated high school in 2011. And they, they both still run events for me. Uh, high school events from me seasonally still to this day and so it, you know that's 10 years now since you know that they've sort of been involved in the seasonal aspect that is that particular couple so uh you know it's, it's things like that some, like, some people may come and go very heavily you know be involved for a year or two and then you know may disappear or whatnot but it's always I'm always grateful to whoever you know throughout this of it growing now for uh i guess 13 years is what we're on now yeah, 13 years. Wow. Sounds like you got a great attitude about it. Um, I mean, when you were starting this out, your journey, where you're at now, I mean, it sounds like you, in the beginning of this episode, uh, stated that like a lot of people know you for different things, different aspects of things that you do, people are have exposure to. So that's what they know you as. Some people know you as a meat director. Some people know you as a fabricator. Some people know you as a powerlifter competitor. Some people know you as a, uh, a boss. Um, like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you consider yourself? Like, what is your, you know, your, your biggest self of identity that you find in what you do on a day to day? Um, I'd have to say, I just, uh, you know, every, just, just, uh, I don't even, I don't even know where to start with that. Uh, what's <laughs> a daily like just an overview uh, of my life my, my, the business and then therefore my life sort of revolve around uh so it's uh you know most of my time throughout the week is spent in our fabrication shop and uh you know just keeping things moving along replying to emails whether it be from customers or from people that are entering competitions or high school coaches wanting to schedule meets in january or february or or you know, whatever it may be. And then on usually Thursday evenings, I hit the road and go for San Antonio, grab a team practice. And then Friday morning, I'm on the road going wherever I'm going for that weekend, which is probably about uh, half, over half the weekends of the year, if you include high school season, sort of on the road, going somewhere. Um, and then back in San Antonio, usually by Sunday afternoon for another team practice, then back at our fabrication shop on Monday and sort of repeat the process for the most part. Every once in a while, there's a a free weekend in there, but not a whole lot. Um, and I and I don't mind. I just like I said I, I enjoy that uh, what I do and stuff. So it, even though it's tiresome and whatnot, it's but in terms of who I am, I, I'd say if any, if any of them, I'm a proponent for the uh, for the for the sport in general and people that are interested. Not I guess not just empower them, but people that are interested in getting stronger. Um, and you know whether they need you know this or that, and the, the most basic item that they want to buy from us, or the most expensive item that they want to buy something. You know every every, you know, thing like that is, uh, and I, I like delivering stuff to customers and meeting our customers, people picking up, talking to them. Everybody sort of has a, you know, uh, a different personality and, you know, are, are, some are more appreciative than others. Some are, you know, just sort of, oh, it's another purchase. And, you know, uh, you know, what, what big or small, you know, customer purchases and stuff, you know, I appreciate them all in that regard. And, and uh, I, I guess I pride myself on that individual aspect of, if, you know, if a customer calls, they're not talking to a front desk person, they're, they're usually talking to myself uh, 
or they have the, the availability to talk to me if they're, if they're calling the gym and, and I'm not there that, you know, most of them will uh, call me on a, on my cell phone or Google voice number or what have you. But uh, I make myself pretty readily available for, you know, as uh, I was talking to uh, to Kevin Pittman with the Anderson Power thing about that and how their company is very much so built on a face-to-face uh, basis uh, what Ken Anderson has done with the Anderson Power thing. And, uh, and uh, you know, I told him I totally agree with that, you know, just building those relationships on a, from meeting customers and talking to them at, in their case at events, you know, for us, it's, you know, picking people, st- picking stuff up or at events or those delivering things. It's, uh, I sort of pride myself on taking, making that uh, personal approach versus like I said, you know, them just calling and talking to somebody or what, or whatnot and trying, somebody trying to answer their questions the best they can or automated or what have you. Somebody emails me something and they're trying to figure something out on a, on a weekend. You know, if I can reply to them, I reply to them right then and there. I don't, I don't just, oh, I'll think wait till Monday type thing. It's sort of taking care of people in that regard as well. Um, so very direct and very open with like your, your customer base. That's, that's pretty good. It's pretty cool. So I had a question about like, have, what has been the most challenging part for, I guess, you during the whole uh, pandemic closure, like um, there was an influx of people training at home, obviously. And um, how did that kind of impact what you were doing at TSS? Oh, that, that, that was rough. Uh, I don't want to ever do that again. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, closing, clo- closing the gym for two months, of course, sucked. Uh, and then uh, we were definitely uh, we're not ready for that uh, influx of uh, of uh, orders uh, literally from uh, when it started in uh, March till uh, mid-September, so about at least a good six months, uh, there wasn't a single day that I took off. Uh, it was probably average about 70 hours a work week. Uh, even in August, like uh, we buried my grandmother from passing from COVID, and uh, once after- afternoons were done with that, I was back in the shop that afternoon uh, working on stuff probably until 9 or 10 o'clock trying to catch back up a little bit, but uh, it was a lot of uh, like it was probably literally about 70 hour work that whole time. Uh, majority of the hours spent in our shop, some, some outside of it, uh, you know, at, at the gym and getting some ready to, when we open, had to open back up and stuff and, and whatnot. But, um, uh, it was, uh, that was, a definitely, a, a challenging time. Um, and then not, not to mention once, uh, uh, balancing with just sort of, uh, you know, some customers are just great. Some customers were not whether whether that too was positive, you know, helping as best I could with things and, and what we could do in our capacities. Uh, if they needed st- equipment or or they were looking for something, and I could, uh, we can help them out forward in in the direction that they could. Uh, even start offering some stuff, uh, whether it be to like raw and game stuff. So some people just wanted stuff that's pretty and beautiful. They just wanted them. So whatever we could do, we're trying to <laughs> yeah. help our uh, our growing customer base at that time. Uh, in, in different ways. Yeah, I know that feeling. I was so, making concrete plates in my backyard. Uh, yeah. Seventy hours. Just... <laughs> so, are you experiencing any of the uh, any of the delays due to because of well, the supply chain, from what I understand, is experiencing a lot of delays due to ships not being able to be uh, docked, and then uh, a shortage of truck drivers being able to ship certain uh, pieces of raw material. Uh, in in sort of the kind of after effects of the increased demand are you getting back to a point where you're you know you're, uh, you're above water in any capacity uh, or uh, are there still kind of some hurdles that you have to adjust for we were catching up quite a bit uh, in Right now, we've been, uh, I guess, 
thing that we do that some people know, but many don't, is that uh, Mark Ripito and, and to build their equipment for their franchise gyms. And they've been uh, very busy in, in uh, opening those franchises uh, this last quarter of the year. And uh, so that's sort oh, of, yeah. it's not just a supply chain thing, but it's just something that's sort of, that uh, we, we've been really busy with. And then at the, on the same time, trying to, you know, make sure we take care of our individual customers that may have just a single bench or a single uh, weight tree or what have you in, on order. Uh, material shortages, we've experienced some, uh, definitely with just raw material in terms of building stuff. I, I know with, uh, with, with weights and stuff like that, we uh, obviously we don't have a foundry or anything like that. We, we uh, have always resold our weights and uh, we had some imports of them that were definitely uh, delayed uh, last, last year going into January to start the high school season. We usually start with uh, new plates every year and use them for the high school meets and then, and then sort of sell them off at, at a price. And then getting those in was, uh, we had some definite delays in, in that coming. I think we got them literally the, the Monday before the season started, they finally came in and they were supposed to have been in uh, early December. And that was a month later mm-hmm. in January when they, when they showed up so uh yeah that's definitely been uh been uh interesting in that regard i know california is still backed up we did bring in uh the next one we brought in we actually brought it directly to the port of houston and then had it delivered over there to the, the gym over there and so we have crates of weights over there oh, nice. that we that we uh, so that was uh helped out a little bit because the port of houston is not near as congested as, as la um so we've just tried to adjust as we can but um Still very busy with fabrication, uh, largely in part due to the to the agreement we have with with starting strength and taking care of their stuff, and I and I enjoy that, uh, you know, um, taking care of them and, and doing their stuff. It's a unique product that we do, and and uh, and simple in, in in that regard too. It's um and and what they want for their gyms. Uh, it's n- nothing crazy complicated. Everything's pretty much just re- repetition, but it's just a lot of a lot of building and a lot of raw material going in in and out in terms of getting it in getting it ready building it prepping it shipping it out um yeah i saw those stra- but, uh, starting strength uh, equipment you got on the website texasstrengthsystem.com uh starting strength power rack starting strength bench are those uh, specific specific <laughs> the starting strength bench is is just a, a slab piece of wood yeah. with uh <laughs> you know with the, with the metal frame like was that like did mark uh kind of give you specifications like yo you know, we want this because, you know, Mark Ripito is a, is a very old school uh, coach and, you know, he he carries yeah. a lot of a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people. Like, did he come to you directly and say, Wes, I want this specifically? Yeah, that's sort of what he wanted in, in that regard. It was, you know, we just sort of, uh, you know, we looked at the only thing different we sort of looked at before we went that exact route uh, was that we looked at first, like, put the Texas, Texas mesquite on it. So it's all so it's Texas wood. But uh, the sourcing that seemed to be difficult so it's actually oak that we get coming down from uh from minnesota i think is where we get it from but we don't know you uh, don't have to say that no so, we can we can lie but uh, it's all right wes we can <laughs> we can lie on this podcast but, uh, <laughs> but yeah he uh but he uh i mean it's, it's all american made regardless you know it's, it's within our within our yeah. states but uh um but yeah he came with us and that's sort of what he wanted to do and uh you know just sort of laid out the specs and then we we changed things a little bit here and there and every time we you know we we sort of Starting out, we sort of said, okay, you know, is it okay if we make this little tweak or that little tweak? And, you know, he, he was all, he, he, was, he was, you know, usually was, you know, willing to hear what we wanted to do and change as long as it was still the, the same product that he wanted represented. And, you know, uh, you know, we sort of, just, we, we roll with it like that. And, uh, and they've sort Damn, of, you know, dope. so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a process, but it's, it's been a very good, uh, business process and working with them and, uh, and the team that they've built and stuff, and they have a unique model in which they're doing in terms of franchising. That actually, that thought mm-hmm. of them doing it actually sort of what sort of I don't want to say further inspired me, but sort of helped me understand you know the process of franchising a little bit in our in our realm as well. You know, it's two different businesses, and that their their gyms are always coach gyms. You know, they're they're not a free free open membership gym, but uh, just in the the realm of the of, of franchising and that thought process of of being exposed to that a little bit more. Uh, sort of, you know, sort of helped me feel more comfortable in doing it myself, also, uh, in that regard. So, it, it's been uh, beneficial in multiple ways. I guess that that uh, partnership we have with them. Yeah. Has anybody came to you with an idea, um, or like a business idea, a serious one? Obviously, people are going to come to you with crazy stuff all the time. But has anyone ever came to you with a business idea that you were just like, uh, you know what, I'm gonna have to pass? Uh, there's people that to contact me usually a couple times throughout the year, wanting to a uh, you know, they might have a patent on something and they want to 
they're just looking for somebody to produce it or stuff. And uh, usually I do pass it on. I don't think I've ever taken any up. Sometimes it's just that a lot of times it's just that we don't have the time to do it. You know, I'll talk to them and I'll about it and stuff. And but uh, some sometimes it's it's uh, maybe some sort of machine that's not exactly within our niche of products. Uh, you know, maybe something that's highly cable based or just something that we would not that our customer base uh, uh, it wouldn't be very popular to. Um, just like when uh, people uh, when I have companies that try to sell me on selling only bars you know we don't have a very high uh product base of people looking for olympic lifting equipment most people we sell to are powerlifting and strength oriented in terms of just debate the, the powerlifting movement so um so yeah there have been uh you know definitely people that have contacted me out the years and and asked me about you know hey i i've got a patent on this and you know you want to sign an nda and check it out and see what you think and usually i you know i at least talk to them about it i don't just completely ignore them and uh and, nice. and see but but we, we i don't think there's any of those that we've sort of taken and uh and moved forward with in terms of uh producing anything like that uh you know some of them are, are probably great ideas and, and things it's just like for us it, it's just not something that usually is something that we don't have the time to invest into i got a lot of stuff that i want to eventually do uh in changing our product line and things that i just need time to do myself um, just for our own end, but much less taking on more. Um, the reason we took on that starting strength stuff primarily was because uh, that was around the time when our old website had crashed for business uh, and sales had, uh, had, had, had had slowed quite a bit. So we were just trying to get things back rolling and it seemed like, a, you know, we had the time to do it and uh, would be would be helpful in us sort of rebuilding our, uh, our, our uh, uh, manufacturing flow and keeping us, keeping us and our employees busy. Uh, so we yeah, do what you got to do. Took, took that on at that point in time, and like I said, it was their stuff's all pretty straightforward. You look at the website; there's nothing complex at all about you know their the stuff that we uh, build for them. So it wasn't anything where it was like, oh, we're gonna have to figure out how to do this, figure out how to do that. The hardest part was figuring out how to uh, make sure we make sure that we get the metal clean and it's not rusting, so it's unpainted. Really, uh, in all honesty, that was sort of the the, uh, the we you know the one thing that was sort of different from what we what we do now is is uh, in terms of sandblasting and powder film, we had to actually figure out, okay, it's going to be raw. Obviously, we're in mm -hmm. Texas where humidity is high. Uh, you know, before we even get this out the door to wherever it's going, we got to make sure it's it's uh, cleaned up. And uh, and we, well, we're getting it pinned in the first place, not getting it with because metal supply chain. It's not always easy to say, okay, we want this completely free of rust. Uh, yet, happy wishes. It doesn't always happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when you thing. get it, sometimes uh, it has rust already already on it. Yeah, because even if it goes in, even if it's been in the in the supplier's warehouse in, in transit, it may have gotten rained on or something, and 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 so forth. So, you know, it's that's, uh, you know, in, in sandblasting, we can in powder coating, we can just strip it back down to a nice clean surface before it gets powder coated. But uh, yeah. when it's not, then it's it's a little bit trickier in that regard. But uh, it, that's in all, that's probably been the only task in doing that uh, with, with their stuff. Other than that, it's been pretty straightforward and. Uh, in terms of building versus like somebody coming and saying they got a patent on a leg press that they want to do something on or this or that and, uh, and that, that's totally different stuff so yeah so i guess we shouldn't expect a texas strength system smart mirror anytime soon you know one of those like interactive <laughs> nah. uh <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, I, I'm, I'm i'm good to uh take a take a mirror that i found in the closet and stick a tss sticker on it for a soap and mirror and put it up against the wall hey. that's, that's about my extended yeah don't tell anybody mirrors. yeah that's the <laughs> That we yeah. gotta we gotta sign the NDA right now. If that's if that's how we're gonna yeah. go about it. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I mean that's is no, I mean it seems like you found a niche that that, that you're able to uh, to supply for pretty pretty consistently. So it doesn't it doesn't make too much sense, I guess, to to branch too far out in order to. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like so, we'll try to continue to make improvements on stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I you know. Even things like cable crossovers, we build them, and we, we we've sold to a few people doing it usually local because, it, but it's not something we want to go out and advertise and do all over the place because they're shipping them, and you know sometimes it's just the shipping issue it becomes a, a, a headache in itself and stuff like that. Some of the machines we've made over the years, I have one that's sort of a a multi-purpose uh, ISO machine similar to like a hammer strength machine, but it's 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 such a large footprint that sh shipping it becomes a headache in itself. So. Uh, you know, we, we built it maybe like three or four of them, and that's about it. And uh, I have one in San Antonio, and, and fixing the repaint one to put in my other little gym. But uh, other than that, and stuff like that, that 
sometimes you just gotta realize, yeah, it'd, it'd be cool to make them, but but why? Well, we, you know, we have customers that want this, 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 and this all the time. Like, uh, you know, we're, you know, we'll just keep working, keep doing what we've been doing. And, you know, if, if uh, somebody really wants something, they want to come pick it up and it's something that, or something that we can deliver because they're local, I, you know, we, you know, I don't mind doing custom stuff here and there if there's time, but usually that time and thinking and figuring that out takes away from the producing of our regular uh, product line for customers that have, you know, paid and want their stuff. And, uh, and usually exactly. I sort of just venture away from that and sort of take care of our, our current market that we have. Yeah. Wes, I got to ask, um, you know, with all this kind of, you know, political stuff going on with the USAPL and Powerlifting America popping up as the new affiliate of the IPF, um, in terms of meat directing, if and when Powerlifting America starts hosting meats, what do you, th your unofficial <laughs> because you can't tell the future what will your stance on that be because i know you mentioned as long as someone has respect you know for the sport and has you know some level of of uh integrity wanting to make sure that they're doing things right you know further people uh improvement as if if all of bull's criteria are met do you see yourself ever um directing powerlifting america meets I mean, to me, it's it's more of supporting what our current population of lifters want and stuff. You know, like, yeah, you know, I've I've talked to uh, you know, some individuals involved with with that federation already, and some that are sort of more in depth, and and others that are that are sort of in it, I guess, if you will, or or plan to be in it. And you know, I, I understand both sides of it, and uh, you know, why you know what happened and whatnot. And, you know, it, it, you know, it'd be great to see it. You know, everything would have stayed as status quo. And things would have been worked out, but uh, you know, I, I I don't like seeing further fracturing in this in in the sport and more federations popping up. I mean, not to say they're not going to be good federations, it's just it's just fracturing, you know. And uh, in in my in my viewpoint, and uh, um, in 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 in, in my standpoint, it's 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 more so of like you know, if people still want to be competing in USA Powerlifting, doing it, and that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm gonna continue to do. You know, if it ever becomes, you know, a point where it's, and I think it's, you know, I think both may, you know, the, the sport is growing. If you look at the numbers, I mean, it's continuing yeah. growing. So, you know, where they both can coexist and, and have, uh, and have, you know, run meets and, and whatnot. I mean, uh, it, it, you know, it could probably very well happen. Um, you know, it's going to, some are going to have to choose between one or the other, you know, if they're elite level and, and, you know, banned mm -hmm. from competing in one, if they compete in the other type thing or being involved, you know, you know, that's, you know, may happen or, or what have you, but, uh, the sport is definitely uh, on the growth, especially in Texas, at least. You know, I you know can't speak for all over the U.S. I mean, as a whole, I would think it's it's growing, but definitely in Texas, yeah. it's it's bigger than it's ever been. Um, uh, but um, you know, I'm I'm just happy to be involved. Uh, you know, I I do know there. You know, I've heard people already talking about some some meetings they may start hosting in 2022 and stuff, and nothing that I'm I'm involved with directly, but I, people are just, people I've talked to about it and stuff, and you know, I'm like I said earlier, you know, I'm planning to stay involved in with a USA power thing and continued stuff we've done in Texas and uh, in Oklahoma and, and, um, you know, possibly other States, uh, time, time permitting, but, uh, I, I just enjoy being involved with it and, uh, and, and want to be, you know, presenting, uh, some of the people who can go compete in and enjoy the sport and, and, uh, you know, and I, you know, I, I do think, mm -hmm. you know, both, both can be, can come out of this all you know in in their own way in a positive spectrum uh usa power thing seems like they're sort of handling things well you know in terms of uh the mindset of okay you know we're going to do this obviously they're the, the ones that i in my opinion are, are sort of going to be left on a, on the bubble are are your equip lifters uh because not you know sadly it, there's not very many of them anymore as was as was before and they're the main competition with a lot of them at the higher level is international versus national and then of course you're uh same can be said about uh, your some of your bench only lifters and 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 the masters lifters. Uh, you know, a lot of them just always have liked going to a masters world championship and stuff because for them it's sort of it's um you know a lot of them are retired and it's sort of like a, a vacation if you will, and uh, so they enjoy that aspect of it. So uh, you know, in terms of but if you look at the bulk of the population, it's you know primarily you know younger raw lifters and that's sort of what the majority of lifters are comprising of that bubble yeah. right now and. <laughs> And, and, and in the U.S., I mean, if you if you look at the numbers, 
those numbers are, you know, our, our, our raw numbers are in terms of strength and the level of competition is, is higher than a lot of times at, at the world level and, and a lot of the, in terms of the open class and what have you. Uh, so, um, yeah, and, and I guess to answer, go back to the question, you know, I, I don't see myself, you know, doing anything drastic anytime soon, if ever, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I enjoy what we're doing, what we're doing now. And uh, like, so as long as there's a need and, and for it and support for it, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to keep doing what we've been doing. Um, and uh, I, you know, just cause like I said, I, I, I don't like to see, you know, uh, further fracturing, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's always, I guess like historically it's, it's always just, happened, you know, it's, 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 it's changed. It just come along and you know and this is going to raw super raw with the knee sleeves we have now and everything put in tight you know it's just sort of like everything just sort of adapts and changes over time and just hopefully the sport as a whole just continues to grow and develop so Wes I if I if I understand correctly this is kind of like the first interview that you've done outside of you know promotional campaigns for Texas strength systems and you know as we as we get to a closing I'm curious what is something that you people you wish people would ask you, but you've either never been asked uh, or never had the opportunity to be asked? I guess I'm curious. What do you what what do you want people to know about you? Uh, I guess going back to what we talked about earlier in the conversation, in terms of uh, you know um, my uh, beginnings in in the sport and stuff, and just uh, sort of that uh, you know it's. You know, I, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't led into this, like, you know, in, in, in a, in a handheld way is something that I sort of had to, uh, sort of create for myself and learn for myself. So, you know, just that the fact that, you know, I, I'm open to people needing help and getting involved, you know, in, in different aspects, you know, some people think it's, uh, you know, they, they're, you know, many do reach out, you know, and they're, they're surprised that I'm quick to answer and, and, and answer openly and honestly. And that's, you know, that's just sort of how I, I am about things, but I think, you know, there's always people out there that are, you know, we say that meets all the time and rules briefing would say, you know, if you have questions, please ask, like the most important thing you can do as a, if it's your first time, or even if it's your second time is just ask, like, we're here to help, like just in general, uh, you know, I uh, want people to be uh, informed and un understanding of, you know, how to get involved or how to do this or how to do that and, and, and not feel like uh door's closed to them. You know, I, I don't like, uh barriers to entry and involving stuff you know uh so you know I, i'm you know hopefully people can realize that you know if they talk to the right people or uh, understand things correctly you know there's not as, there may not be as many barriers to entry to getting involved in in uh power thing or the strength training as, as they think uh uh you know there's you know it's a uh, there's many open hands out there uh that are willing to help people out along the way and uh get started in things uh, and you know, I, I definitely consider myself one of them. Yeah. And we consider you one of them too. So where can people find you then? I know at Texas strength systems on Instagram, TexasStrengthSystems.com. What other, what other avenues can people, uh, use to reach out to you? Probably the best one is just by email. Cause on Instagram, we have several people that are on the account. Uh, you know, and so I may not see every single that thing that like y'all, I guess when you message me, you know, about doing the podcast, you no, know, uh, I didn't <laughs> see it. Davey, I brought, Davey, I brought it to my attention. And uh, and stuff and uh, and I'll I'll be on it and I'll look at it. But there's so many people are you know with the story reshares and all that stuff popping up with your messages. It's just there's a lot of stuff coming in there, and uh, in in the emails I can sort of keep track of things. And it's just the easiest one I tell people remember is TexasStrengthSystems at gmail.com. That feeds into my actual domain email that has my name on it and stuff and whatnot. That's the the main the the, the account base of our of our Gmail system is, is that just the business name at gmail.com and then that comes into my inbox and uh sometimes i'm i'll reply right away sometimes it, it things get lost in the shuffle but usually uh even if it does get lost i'll i'll eventually find it when i start clearing messages out after a long weekend or whatnot and and come across and uh that's probably the best way most efficient way probably to get in contact with me uh, uh and reliable texas strength systems at gmail.com yeah it's the, the simplest one for people to remember and uh, okay. email is something that I keep up with on on a on a daily basis. Try to check on, make it piled up and stop 
out there for, for, it's been a busy week or weekend, but it's something I'll try to chip chip away at and get caught up on as quickly as I can. Easily. Okay, perfect. Well, I mean, there, I feel like there's so many items uh, about you and the businesses you're in that we we haven't touched on, so we may have to keep the door open uh, for a part two sometime in the future. Are you open to that? Uh, certainly, yeah. I'm just trying to find a some sort of six-hour <laughs> road trip to, to, to talk for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Hour. <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah. We'll have to catch you on the tail end of the, uh, so that we can get you while you're on a road trip. So um, we just want to say thank you, Wes, for your time. We know your time is valuable, and you know it's been a, it's been amazing to be able to kind of get a peek behind the curtain uh, of you, and because you're so busy at meets and you're running a mile, you know, a thousand miles a minute. Uh, to make sure that things are, are being run well. And that just kind of carries over to your, your positive uh, reputation and your positive brand that you have amongst uh, lifters in the USAPL community and just in Texas in general. So thank you for all you do, man. Thank you all for having me, guys. I really uh, appreciate the time to sort of share things with you all. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, just for the listeners here, you can listen to us every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at chalkmyback. Uh, follow Texas Strength Systems at Texas Strength Systems as well. While you're on their website, go ahead and buy a few racks. Um, check out the starting strength uh, line. It's pretty cool. And uh, see you next week. Goodbye.